Let Lita take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Take your life out of the status quo. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design and the Shops at Status and by the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Lita has over 20 years working as an interior designer. She's now a full-fledged lifestyle expert, podcaster, and blogger. Status Life with Lita will take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Lita's mission is to bring her knowledge and fun teaching ability to help each of us design a life we love. My name is Derek Hayes, and I'm the host of the show, and it's my pleasure to introduce the star of the show, Miss Lita Brooks. Good afternoon, Lita. Hi, good afternoon. It's been a little while. We're back. Yeah, finally. Finally. It's great to be back in the studio. So our listeners may not know that we took a little pause, but we needed to. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and uh, who's going to lead? Do you want to tell them why, or uh, do you want me to? It's your show. You can take the lead on that. So... We're in March, right? We're taping. But again, podcasts live forever. I say that on every show because it's really hard to talk and be in real time. And we're, yet, we're in April. Oh, my God. <laughs> when you said that, I See? thought, did I miss something? That's why that we took a pause. April. I missed a whole month. Oh, my goodness. So it's April. It's mid-April, too, right? Okay. So anyway, podcasts live forever. That's the beauty of doing this, this information, everything that we push out. I mean, I get comments all the time about the first shows that we did that when people hear them, you know, it's very relevant information. But we had to take a pause on the show. We bought a new house, sold two houses, had to get those ready, cleaned up, packed, moved. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of work. And we had not one, but two. And the new house is a complete renovation. And so moving in, I know we did talk about this, but just sleeping on mattresses, having to have the floors done, couldn't bring the furniture yet, tearing down walls, building closets, cutting in a hallway. I mean, it was just a tremendous amount of work yeah. that we have Electricians, done. Electricians, framers, sheetrock. Landscapers. Uh, I mean, pretty much every subcontractor, mm -hmm. the trim carpenters came, um, just it's, and it's still happening. The renovation isn't over, but we paused on the renovation because I had closed 50% of my retail store to renovate it and turn it into a new furniture store. New, uh, Basically, my interior design firm has a bigger, expanded home. Um and all new merchandise, the online store is housed there. So basically, three of my businesses all got a facelift and their own permanent location. So we split and rebranded my vendor mall as the Shops at Status. So all the vendors that were in this 5,000 square feet, I had to move and basically push all of them into where the old interior design firm was, take the interior design firm and the desk and all the furniture and everything that comes with that, renovate the space and move it all over there and set it all up. We renovated the space. We did. <laughs> Painting walls, laying down floors. Yeah. Uh, just you name it. We it was did. a tremendous amount of work. It was the entire month of February yeah. that we yeah, had to do that, which basically paused the house and we had to do that. Well, you don't just get to grand opening day because then it has to run. It's a store. That's it's right. like, it's, it's not, ta-da, it's not this one and done, right? It was 
a lot. Um, a brand new uh, point of sale system and merchandise. I mean, that was the biggest thing. That well, that's kind of the COVID curveball right there. The merchandise, yeah. being able to get things in. Yeah. That we, I'm struggling. Everyone is struggling with that. I was, I was talking say, to it's not just your store. different. Uh, one of my interior designers uh, this morning, she has a sister company, but we've been in business together for many, many years. She has Status Design Atlanta and she services, she lives in Smyrna. So she handles uh, basically Atlanta West. And we handle, if you draw a line right through Atlanta, we handle East. And we, of course we travel, you know, we'll go anywhere for a great interior design project. But she was saying the same thing. I've got five couches on order for different clients and nothing's coming in. And um, yeah, we, we can't get merchandise. So <laughs> I have a big, beautiful store creative. and <laughs> we have all the smalls in the world, but we cannot get our big, beautiful pieces. Well, before we leave that topic, talk about the two events you've had. You've had the grand opening. You've also had a kickoff for the beginning of March. Yeah, big status Super Saturday. That was huge. Uh, yeah, it's just been one thing after another, which put us on pause. So uh, we do Status Super Saturday at our store in Metro Atlanta. It's a big, really fun party. Uh, we took over the parking lot, new vendors outside. We had live music. I was going to say that was the new addition. This yeah. Time, live music, which one of them Live music, well. cocktails, food, tons of shopping. It's, it's a really fun day. And again, we do it the first Saturday of every month. So. It's absolutely worth coming out if you've absolutely. never been. Yeah. Definitely well, make you. it. Put it on the calendar. So next month, beginning of April, there'll be the next. No. Say you messed me I up. I know. I'm sorry. Beginning of May. Now I'm yeah. doing it. The beginning of May, they'll yeah. be the next Super Saturday. That's right. So. Yeah. And I don't know that we're going to continue them in the summer just because of the heat. Because we these are outside events, especially right now with COVID. And I can't really pack the store as tight as I used to. This used to be a rain or shine event before COVID hit. And we would just bring it all inside if it was too hot or if it rained. Um, we can't do that right now. No. So we'd like to be outside with the good weather. So July, August, we may have to pause on the events, but we'll just see. We'll see what the weather does. We, we always make the call once it's, you know, we're weeks to right. the event. So. Well, that's a great recap. That's been a lot. That's the reason why this pause has been in place. I mean, there was more than that. We could get yeah, that even deeper into that, right? We had my son's birthday. We had your birthday. We just celebrated our anniversary. We went out of the country for a week. What else? <laughs> we had... Uh, a youth group from the church spend the weekend at our house. Yeah. We had your son's birthday party at our house. We had you and some of your friends from high school to get together and we have had a party eight, at the a house. We had a slumber party of eight girls. I mean, it was just, we just could not catch a break. And that was just the fun stuff. And this stuff. is the house we're still renovating. Not to mention, we both work full time and own our own businesses. There is that. And, and have children. I mean, <laughs> right, where are they in this, you know, I mean, it was, it was just overwhelming. So we took a pause, but I'm happy to be back. I was so excited for the show today. Yeah. yeah. I, well, you know, again, it's kind of, you miss it. And then now we're back in the studio. I'm, I'm glad to be here as well. All right. So I also want to talk about one other anniversary. You talked about my birthday yes, and your son's birthday. I know birthday. what you're going to ask Those me are about. important, but yep. there's one to me that's incredibly oh, important. Thank you. And that's an anniversary you celebrated just last week. With my dad. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'll let you tell oh thank you uh last week uh april 6th was the four-year anniversary of the kidney donation that my dad and i did so he was the recipient and the kidney's doing well so it took in his body which was good uh so yeah right as of this point the clock is ticking and we got my dad four more years that's right that's exactly right what I, a blessing. I told you the day of it and this happened on his birthday too that every year that we get from the surgery gets more and more emotional i don't think we were even this emotional about it after the first year 
and then the second and now it's the third and i remember on his was in january it was it just feels like we got him another year right on borrowed time um but to be able to get that organ in him and get him off dialysis and it's it just it really truly feels like every year is a blessing because i don't think he would have had these extra years without the kidney Oh, he so. wouldn't have, based on what we know. Right. And I'll encourage listeners to, to go back to a prior podcast where we spent a substantial amount of time talking about your kidney donation, but we also had a guest, Amanda mm-hmm. Hayhurst. Amanda who gave it, donated a kidney Donated also. the kidney to a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. she met at her son's, I think it was a karate class. Yes, yes. It was a woman whose daughter had posted a flyer at a karate studio, and she just felt called to do it and now those ladies have a lifelong bond which I think is absolutely beautiful but one thing I will say I have always been very open in talking about it I don't think this is a private story there is a blog about it up at statuslifewithlita.com but if you or a family member are going to go through a kidney donation, please reach out. When I was getting ready, there's about a year process from when you get tested and to when the surgery actually happens. The best thing I did was found other donors. The information that a donor can give a donor, it's you're not, yes, listen to the podcast. Yes, read the blog. You're going to get some tips out of that. But reach out to me we can talk on the phone and we can go through the entire journey because that was the most important thing that that one of the advice that someone had told me was get a recliner that is going to be where you want to sleep if I didn't know that we had a recliner brought in when I recovered I could not lay on a bed you it it was absolutely uncomfortable it was months before i could because there's no support it doesn't hold you exactly right i mean i lived in a recliner for months had i not talked to another donor i would not have known that and i've heard you have those conversations with people that are getting ready to donate Mm -hmm. yeah and give them some of the advice that you absolutely and even things you've learned i put myself out there to say please reach out you can email me all my social media will cover that at the end of the show how to find me but i never ever ever mind i want to use the story that my dad and i went through to help anyone i can and give you the best advice that i can i want to thank, say one last thing before we go to the show today and that is if you're at any of these events the super saturdays you happen to stop in at the store seek out lita if she's there I said Lita. I didn't say leader. It was close. <laughs> Seek out Lita and ask her about that. But but also, too, let her know that you listen to the podcast. So I know over the course of time, you've had many people at the store just yes. come and say, hey, yes. I, I listen to your podcast. That's great. And they'll reference something that we talked about. I love it. That It brings a lot of people to my store. It brings a lot of people in the community and, and from even further. But that's one of the reasons I do it. And I love the feedback and I love the questions and so I've even got information that has come to me, you know, through the social media channels for today's show because we left it open at the end of the last show and we asked for questions and stories and, and different things to bring to the table. Uh, we even have a guest with us today yes, we do. that yes, is we coming do. off of last week's show or right. last, la- the last show. So today we're going to talk a little more about blending and that is blending after a divorce, bringing families together. Last time we ended talking about a lot of the do's and I know we want to recap some of those and maybe add a couple of others, but we also want to talk a lot about the don'ts and blending families. Correct. So this is part two of the series, the do's and don'ts of blending a family. And I would love to introduce our guest at this time. We have in studio with us today, the very beautiful Miss Tiffany Savage. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) 
Well, thank you for coming on the show. We the definitely crowd, you're appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. That's our pretend live studio audience. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> so Tiffany is one of the newest employees of the new Status Home Design. So Tiffany has come on board since the grand reopening and is doing a phenomenal job. So you will see her face in the store. But it was very fitting this topic, right? And I know you're very open about it. And this is really... Yes, we work together and we work at the store, but this is really, I think, where we connect the most because we have very similar stories. We've walked a very similar path in we've both been divorced. We both have a very good relationship with the our, our children's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another relationship for both of us after, you know, coming off of a divorce. And that has been yeah, not so great for both of us. So again, coming together and finding that commonality, we also both have nine-year-old girls who were friends, yep. who knew each other before mm-hmm. we even knew each other and were friends. So that was really sweet. Um, so I know you have a lot of advice that you're going to be able to give our listeners but one thing that you bring to the table that Derek and I do not have and this is it's your insight but you have mentioned to me you were a product of divorce which is very relevant to the topic yes I was and so it's really um I'm excited to share this you know for those who are going through a divorce who may happen to go through a divorce or have been through it before. Or their parents or were their divorced. Or their parents were divorced. Or, yeah, right. absolutely. How old were you when your parents got divorced? I was 10. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So right in the middle. So you knew you had lived for 10 years with both your parents under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a few questions Please. about it? Okay. So as a 10-year-old, was was their problems, their fighting, was that hidden from you? Or did you know that... that things were very tumultuous in your home no I my parents did an incredible job with shielding me from that I had no idea I mean it 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 happened I was watching Mary Poppins and both of my parents came in hey Tiff you know we got something to tell you I had no idea and it was a absolute shock because as a 10 year old you know you look at your mom and your dad together and you have your family unit right and then it just breaks up so that was that was pretty difficult but yeah I I did not I was unaware of any problems that they may be having are you an only child or do you have siblings no I do have a sister she um she's quite a bit older than I am so by the time she's 11 years older so oh, okay. by the time this happened with me she was already up she's and, an adult at that point yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay so this is a tough question mm-hmm. what would what you experience not knowing and then the shock of all of a sudden a divorce coming from a seemingly very happy household and then that just very abruptly ends or having gone through years of seeing them unhappy and then a split almost seems like that would have been a little bit of a breath of fresh air. I I don't know how to weigh that because every situation is different, but I don't know if one is better or worse for a child. I don't know because it was was definitely a shock. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the years after... And the experiences that I went through were tough, right? Because I'm separated from my dad and I was a daddy's girl, you know, so that was difficult. But that's that's tough because being an adult now, I wouldn't have wanted to see my parents fight and argue. That would right. make me feel, you know, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's a 
That's a and, tough yeah, one. And you never know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's almost a rhetorical question. Was there distance yeah. in where they lived? Uh, were you with mom because of distance? Dad was in another state, another city? Oh. So I was born and raised in Snellville, Georgia, in Gwinnett County, right? One of those few people. That I, am, I am a true <laughs> local, Georgian local Gwinnettian. Yes, yes yeah. I am. And then after my parents' divorce, it was very quickly that my mom remarried. And then she swept me up to Illinois. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. there is some distance between here a and Illinois. A lot of distance, yes. Yeah, you can't drive that every day. No, and then, you know, going from... 80 degree weather to right to illinois yeah. illinois Amazing. that sure. that was a shock for me because anything under 72 is cold yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> that, so that you said that yeah. was you told me uh, before the show that was a period of about three years mm-hmm. that you were away from your dad mm-hmm. oh that would be so hard if it's gut wrenching yeah, all of us girls aren't we daddy i mean that's why they say it you know mm-hmm. daddy's girls and and mama's boys that's but, right oh well all right, so we're going to go back into the show. And the way that we left at the last show, there was so much information to unpack, and we felt really pressed for time. Uh, didn't want to rush all this, so we decided to do this second show. But uh, what I said I would do was to go back through the do's and just do a quick recap on those, and then we will dive really deep into the don'ts because we didn't even touch on those. There are a lot of don'ts. I know. There are a lot of don'ts. And even as we were prepping for the show and we were talking, it's like this part feels heavier. It right? is. It's it like is. shaking. You're like, don't do that. And don't do that. And don't. But there's so much of a why. And we're writing these truly from our own experiences. Well, it's because mm-hmm. don't, by definition, is a negative. I know. Do is it, a positive. Correct. And so. I don't sit in that space. I don't like negative anything. I'm right. very happy-go-lucky. And I just, you know, I want butterflies and roses all the time. <laughs> but I've been through tough stuff. Right. And, you know, using piggyback on what you were saying, you know, the don't word is a negative. But some of these, if you look at it, right? It's really not. We're, mm-hmm. And we are using these to help encourage others so they don't have to go through the stressors that we have experienced in our, you know, in our life. So. Right, exactly. And this is why we work together because she <laughs> brings the bread. <laughs> I did it. Like, oh, I thought it was the rainbows and what was the other? <laughs> butterflies. Butterflies. You, you left off unicorns. So. Oh, well, you know, if I could have one of those <laughs> in the backyard, I would. So, well, we have a barn now. Well, yeah. Can I get a unicorn for my birthday? If you can find one on the Amazon, then sure. Yay. I don't think you sell them at status. We can definitely find you a unicorn. And we do have them at status. Oh, you do? (laughs) We have everything. And if we don't, we can get it. In the shape of a coffee table or an end table. Yes, and we will do it. That's right. I just bought my daughter a unicorn uh, vinyl mount, which we can sell at status. We have tons of people that. So, see, we'll have one in her playroom. So. All right, let's go through the do's. I'm going to go through this list a little bit quicker since we've already covered it in the last podcast. The first do, please do, if you are blending a family, give it time. That was one of the most things. Please, please, please take it slow with the children. We used a lot of examples of how we did it, and I feel like we did it extremely well. And I've seen so many examples of... I wanted to say women, but it really could be anyone. I could even use my ex as an example where they just want a partner so badly that they settle or they get swept up in something and sweep the kids up in it. And then it's heartbreak. And that's just another heartbreak for the children. So do, do, do give it time. Uh, And we could just add the don't, don't, you know, don't rush it. There's no reason Mm -hmm. to, you know, we have plenty of time, but it's all about the kids. Do your best to get along with your exes. Uh, That goes without saying. It makes it so much easier on the children. 
provide structure. So if it's a schedule for them, no matter what your co-parenting schedule is, week on, week off, try to stick to it. Uh, even if it's, you know, they count on it. This is my weekend with mom. This is my weekend with dad. And when things get really messed up, it may be even for a trip or it may be for their best interest, but it, it throws them off. Even, it does. even with their best interest, Absolutely. it can throw them off. Um, I use this one, just use laughter to build closeness and reduce tension. I just think it's all going to be serious behind the scenes. It's all really hard, especially if you're having a lot of trouble with the co-parenting. Um, just make them laugh. Make, you know, that just relaxes the children. It makes everybody know that everything's going to be okay. It sounds so silly, but I'm telling you it works. When they're stressed out and they're anxious, the, the more fun you can have with them, go for it. Find activities to unite everyone and not alienate anyone. So if it's sports, if you're blending and the other family, or they're big into sports and your child isn't, then that's not what you're going to do as a family because one kid is immediately going to feel left out. So maybe it's movies. Maybe uh, we talked about food being your love language. But find those very specific things that are going to unite and not alienate because as soon as they're alienated they're always going to feel alienated uh be flexible that goes with it again provide structure and be flexible you know, it kind of sounds like oxymorons <laughs> yeah. but you know being flexible is probably more so with the kids because their emotions are going to be everywhere even if they're trying to hold it together you should be aware of that um, this is one we didn't cover on the last show but i'll throw it in here now make sure the children have an outlet to listen to them and it's probably not going to be one of the parents that was really interesting i did some research on this this is tough you know they need to talk let me tiffany let me go to you on this when you were 10 and your parents were getting a divorce did you have an outlet i, I mean, did not no i didn't um because we moved so quickly after this divorce and i i didn't know we were moving so i didn't i didn't really have anyone and at such a young age you know your friends are your or your outlets or your your cousins or you know someone in your neighborhood maybe um a babysitter this was all going to be new mm -hmm. a whole new place so I love, I love that one. I love that point. I'm thinking in terms of a school guidance counselor, sure, a preacher, teacher. a therapist, a teacher, mm -hmm. you know, someone who the child, you go outside the family, not grandmother, grandfather, um, you know, siblings or anything like that, but someone who can hopefully objectively look at the situation and provide sage advice to help the child, no matter what the age. I My children didn't. So this is not one that I, I wish I had had this information, mm -hmm. right? These, not all of these we've done correctly, right? I've made a lot of mistakes uh, along the way. Yep. It's where this show is that coming from. So <laughs> you guys can see all this and, you know, do it differently than we have done it. But no, I felt like I tried to do my very best to talk. I'm very articulate. I, I say a lot. I try to dig deep in with my kids. But I didn't have an outside outlet. I, feel, I think I do now. Uh, we're a little more settled. Um, my kids are involved in a youth group, and they have some great youth leaders that I feel like they would mm -hmm. go to. But during the breakup, no. No. I think that was tough, too. 
Um, just keep open lines of communications. We talked about starting new traditions and always speaking to the other parents with respect. Oh, and then the last one we didn't get to on the last show, but is very important. Do act as a united front. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, talk about your relationship with Jason and how you, because th- you're very proud of this, how you guys parent your I, daughter. I really am. I, my, I make a joke of it, but I'm quite serious. We're very Bruce Willis Demi Moore when it comes to <laughs> our... <laughs> you know, our co-parenting relationship. I mean, we are probably closer than we were when we were married. So much to where for two and a half years, we lived on the same street, nine houses down from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one thing that we agreed upon when we decided to get a divorce is, you know, we made Collins out of love and there's no reason that she needs to see anything different because we love and respect each other as Collins' parents. And we love her more than anything in this world. And we never want her to feel a disconnect. She's nine. And for Christmas, she got she got a little iPhone. And we have a family text chat that we have going all of That's the good. time. That's, That's really great. Good. Right. Because we want her. I mean, we go to every event. Mm-hmm. You know, we are very, very good at communicating with each other and with her. And that just I did not have that growing up in a divorce. I mean, my parents have been divorced 35 years and you bring up the other parent and oh my goodness, then you're just going to hear about it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But we did not want that for her. And she is not going to have that from us because it's not fair to her. Nothing, nothing was her fault. Right. Right, Exactly. And sometimes the kids do feel as though it's their fault. Right. Right. When they shouldn't, but Mm -mm. clearly they interpret it through the child's mind to, to think, Oh, what did I do? Right. Why did I cause this? Right. Um, All right. Let's transition. We've done the do's. We've recapped the do's. Let's start talking about the don'ts. And I want to interject first. Go, you go. (laughs) Take the lead. I I get the platform here. All right. The first one that pops into my mind, and it was advice that I got from my divorce attorney. As an attorney, I would never represent myself in any kind of case, especially a divorce case. But the first piece of advice was do not talk negatively about the other parent. Or if they've gotten into uh, a new relationship, don't talk negatively about their, their new partner. That's tough. I know it is. That It's cringeworthy <laughs> at times because there's so many, and I hate to say it this way, opportunities where you as the other parent can point out the uh, the fault, the, the problems, the bad decisions, the poor choices. And, you know, look what mom did. You know, it's because mom made this choice, she's now facing this consequence. It's because mom you know did any number of things that we're now divorced that's tough all i keep thinking and i'm gonna put myself in the hot seat and you're both gonna have to give me a spanking on the hand after i say this so just last week and i'm very cordial with brian we talked about that in the last show i have a good relationship with him but Mm -hmm. my son did something and i went oh my god you're just like your father and he was like what do you mean i love dad (laughs) and i went yeah but not what you're doing like like that's yeah. not a good thing I, oh, and then it's like there I go so I took something negative that I wanted my son to stop doing and spun it in his mind like this is a negative trait and and I'm not with his dad so clearly he you know I mean again he could take that to a whole nother level but I shouldn't have said it you right, know right. And there it was times, just the irritation of like oh you're just like your father there are times you find yourself making excuses for the other parent to avoid talking about what's really going on that's true before we started today we were just briefly chatting and and i found myself many times having to make excuses for why mom was going to be there at six o'clock to pick him up to go to a dinner and movie 
and it's 6.30 and mom's not there, and then I get a call saying, well, I've got something else going on. I won't make it. Right. And I had to come up with a quick excuse as opposed to, well, guess what? Mom did this or mom did that and chose that over coming to, to, to do things with you. And so I would say, well, something unfortunately happened. Mom's at work or mom had some other things she had to deal with. Uh, she hated that she had to miss, but let's, let's go do it. We'll go to dinner. We'll go to a movie. Hey, uh, producer Mike is waving at me from behind your head. He's got something that he is very anxious to interject. I have a question about that, Derek. Wouldn't that be your ex-wife's job to tell your son or daughter, I can't make it tonight instead of you having to give that answer? In reality, it should be. But there are times when, to be perfectly blunt, I was concerned about how that message would come across from her to them. Mm -hmm. And as an attorney, I'm many times a filter. And in that situation as dad, I also felt the need to be a filter. Um, you know, could it be that mom's um, demeanor in the moment uh, you know, was, was not appropriate to talk to the kids? Was it that uh, I was afraid of mom throwing me under the bus uh, and trying to turn the tables to, well, your dad tried to cancel this on me and or your dad kept me from coming. And so I felt as though if I, I hate to say it, controlled that message and filtered that message, it could be done in a very... Um, uh, nice way it's, I guess a, a good way yeah, to put it yeah and I I can hear you saying it I can almost picture the situation just because I know you so well but one thing I don't know if we touched on the kids were with you Derek had full me. custody right. so when they're waiting on the front porch for a mom who didn't show up the message he was the only one standing there right, right? I mean they didn't go to her they didn't you know, there was years where she right. didn't even take them. There was so. a period of time after a year, year and a half, maybe maybe two years at the very, very most, where she did take the majority, not all, but the majority of the visitation time, which was every other weekend, but then that tapered off to none at all. Right. And so the kids truly were with me, and the divorce started when they were four and seven. And that's and, what I was about to say, too, is I think age plays a well, that's big right. role into that. Like when Collins gets to be 19 and if her for whatever reason, which I couldn't even think of, Jason would, you know, mess up. I'd be like, oh, go to your daddy. But now, <laughs> right, oh, you know. Right. It, it, it is it, different. It's an age thing to shield them from that. Yeah. Too. We right. had a, a, a long conversation because I came in when they were young adults. And they he was still shielding. They had absolutely no idea why the divorce happened. I mean, it, it was to where... I think you and I'm putting you in the hot seat a little bit. It, 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 he was still treating them as they were children, and and I kind of came in and I feel like I opened your eyes to say, wait a minute, you know, they have a right to know. They long for their mom, and but they don't understand what happened. And mm-hmm. you had some real important conversations with them with yeah. that prompt. Well, my kids know? are now 19 and 22. That's what I mean. They and, grew up and, and, we and met, had a right to know. We met three years ago. In fact, I'll. On a side note, we no had an place. anniversary oh, just yesterday, years three years ago yesterday, we met. Three years. So anyway, so if you take three years off of 19 and 22, yes, they were at the age where they were truly able to understand the consequences of yes. what happened and why the divorce uh, happened. And, and when they're four and seven, right. you know, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. You're right. So no, that was a good point. I mean, what you're going to say, our daughters are nine, uh, it's totally different than what we're going to say at 19 right so and and he had to learn that you know i don't think that he he derek grasped that until it you know just like this in this podcast situation but you 
had the and luxury of me mom. giving you that advice a long time ago. And I think it helped. And I, moms I tremendously think it helps. What did you say? I said moms are tough. It's a different perspective, <laughs> too. You know, it's a female's perspective yeah. to say, oh, this is a parenting thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, should, you know, talk to them. They're young adults now. They're not four and seven anymore. Yeah. You know, you, you have to parent them a little different. So. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. All right. I'm, I'm out of the hot seat. <laughs> All right, Tiffany. You I've do squirmed the enough at somebody don't. else. All right. The don't push kids uh, to like the other person. Um, the other the other parents yes. or I'm sorry I just got tongue-tied that's okay this one was yours you <laughs> it was mine the meaning don't yes. push your kids to like your the person that maybe you've chosen after your divorce right Correct. um and I am a hundred percent guilty of this um with my relationship when I got divorced from Jason I did somewhat rush into another relationship and I thought for a second, well, if I like, love, respect this person, well, Collins is going to do it too. And I'm going to push, 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 push. Not smart. Not a wise thing to do at all, especially now with that relationship being over and being able to look at that situation in retrospect and not giving Collins enough credit to be able to form her own opinion about this person. Um, so I would think that would be a huge, huge don't. That's a huge perspective, too. It is. You know, to to realize that just because you like them is not an automatic. Correct. That your kids are going to and, and even need to. Right? And kids are still going to have some resentment as well. A hundred percent. I sure did. I yeah. absolutely did. I mean, I call my biological father dad, and I also call my stepdad dad, but it took a very long time for me to be able to do that with my stepfather. I mean, he's been in my life since I was 10 mm-hmm. and is one of the most wonderful, wonderful men it, I could ever have as a father in my life and just a man, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gave him, can we say hell on you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I gave him hell from the, t- I mean, until I was. Wait a minute. I know. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's the bell. Sorry, Mr. Producer, if you have to cut that out. Um, but I did up until, oh, gosh, 17, 18, until I started to wise up and actually look at what he had done. And appreciate it. And and actually appreciate it. And he still does it today. And so it's kind of confusing when to people when I, when I talk about my dad. I'm like, oh, it's this one, not this one, because I've got mm-hmm. two, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I like that you have that bond with both of them. That is very, very All right, I've covered one. She's covered one. Yeah, I got the next one. Um, So we talked a little bit on the do's about giving them an outlet to speak. But now this is about the emotion. Do not ignore the kids' emotions. It is their life, too. It is Mm -hmm. their life, right? We are the adults. And I feel like when you're dating someone new, you have that six months of like, oh, it's great. And you get all swept up in it. But there's three years of that. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Six months. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have you you just acted like stepped in that one? (laughs) (laughs) For two and a half years, you've been acting like you like that's not what I meant. No, it is a real psychological thing that the first six months is all Mm -hmm. about the feelings and what is it the lust part in six months and after that six months, that's the determining factor. 
if love sets in and friendship sets in, right? That's what I was talking about. I'm still I holding mean, out for that. Relationships <laughs> grow, but that first six months is, is the euphoria. Yes. That's what they call it. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. When you are newly dating, whether you're a man or a woman, you get swept up in that, but that's what you can't ignore because the kids still have another parent and they're going to be longing for that parent and they're going to not want to see you with someone else because secretly they want you to be with that parent Mm -hmm. my kids really struggled because brian and i got along so well and still do they didn't understand why we weren't together Mm -hmm. that was a whole nother challenge that i did not expect i thought we co-parent amazing they're going to grow up and understand it but in the moment they said but you daddy's your best friend so why can't you be with daddy and then that's heartbreaking too so Mm -hmm. even in the best of situations it's still hard on the kids my daughter had a whole period and she acts out some but the older she gets it's a little more under control but she I couldn't I mean it was off the rails Mm -hmm. how the tantrums that she would have just awful and that was just the, her emotions pouring out of her. And I really had to get a good handle on that. I, I came this close. I'm doing the inch up here. I came just <laughs> just this close to trying to find someone. And then she did calm down. Um, you, Derek, coming into her life, I think, really settled her because we did it so slow. I will tell you, even I, had, I, I bought a house all by myself, workmen that would come over. She was so threatened by another man, even being in my presence, she would throw tantrums. Mm-hmm. She, like, she would just go up and punch somebody. Like just so, like, throw their screwdrivers at them. Like get, don't even be near my mom. <laughs> like that she was so protective. Um, I remember Derek, the first time, um, you, it was the Brazelton Festival. Didn't she slam her scooter on your foot? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Just, she just, she was acting out. Yeah. Like she would do anything to keep these men away. And it was a very long, gradual process to, you know, make you a part of her life. And talking about emotions and the sort of piggyback, because when I was going through my divorce with Jason, and you're, I think, very similar, I will dive into research and... Collins didn't necessarily struggle with that as badly, but that's also them trying to get attention and be, but they don't know how to vocalize what they're feeling. So they're just going to act out in certain ways. Right. So 100%. that's mm-hmm. extremely important. Yeah. Cause negative attention and Correct. positive in their mind is exactly the same. It's so, attention. Yep. Right. Look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a control thing too for them. So anyway, um, do not ignore the kids emotions and you know just realize it's their life so when you're getting all swept up and you're trying to start dating and you want to um blend Mm -hmm. if it's gone to that that part you know make sure they're on board well let's do one more just one more today and then we can continue i think in the next podcast with a lot more don'ts okay we reference the fact that this list could be very, very long. I mean, they get so long because there's so many examples. I mean, we're yeah, telling exactly. you guys like how we walked through all this. Personal right? experiences with every one of these. I know. And I'll kind of wrap it up with a, a good one, and that is don't think it's going to be easy. Right, it is man. not going to be easy, mm-hmm. easy at all. In fact, that's why this podcast will be at least two episodes, maybe even three. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a nonstop process until the kids are uh, adults. I mean, again, my kids are – 22 and 19 and technically legally they're adults but there's still times where um, you feel as though there's some need to intervene with uh, things that they're doing in life or their involvement with mom now right and I think forgiveness is a big thing with this point 
is you have to be forgiving of yourself too. And I wanted to say this at the beginning, but I, again, got tongue tied, but it, this is your, it's a learning curve, right? Every day you've got to wake up and be like, all right, I got this. And you're probably going to screw up and that's okay. You know what? You just keep moving forward have forgiveness for yourself, for your kids. If they act out for your ex spouse, you know, for your new partner. I think that's huge. It is. I 100% agree because I'm as you talk and everybody listening will be going through the same. You're in. I'm internalizing. Everyone listening is internalizing. Where did I screw up? What did Mm -hmm. I do? You know, what have I not forgiven myself for? I mean, Mm -hmm. I had a whole relationship. I've talked about this right after the divorce that I believe was a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. I think I got swept up. I think I was looking for something that was not in my marriage and because it ended so poorly and the kids were affected, I have a lot of regret. And I I have done a lot of work to try to forgive myself, but it's still not easy. You know, I think how many years Mm -hmm. out of their childhood were affected. And so that's really tough. Derek, you took the opposite approach and didn't date at all. No, Nothing. No one for 15 years. I I decided it was time to be dad. Yeah. Uh, But But that's also too because I had full custody. Yeah. They were young. They were four and seven. uh, But I coached every sport they played. I... Um, did everything I possibly could to be present for them in their life and not have, and I hate to say a relationship is a distraction, but to eliminate any and all other kinds of distractions so that they would have me there since the mom, mom was absent yeah. and there's really no other word to use in, in so many ways. Um, so yeah, I felt compelled to do that. And you know, looking back, should I have dated? Should I have been, um, you know, dedicated a little more time to my own life. Yeah, of course. But in that moment, that was the decision I made. Mm-hmm. So it's a learning curve, like you yeah. said, that you've got to kind of figure out what's best. Absolutely. I mean, Tiffany, I have similar sor- stories and similar experiences, and yours is totally different. So I hope everyone listening has gotten a lot out of this. I hope that, again, no matter if you've gone through it, are going through it, will go through it. Uh, this is just the information, the do's and don'ts, and some of our stories and some of our, our examples. And I hope you guys learn from it. And please, please feel like you can share these stories with me if you want to ask questions. I know I didn't get to it today, but we go so long on this. Again, we could go forever. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got one more show at a minimum, and I'll bring in some of the other stories from the listeners. But reach out, Status Life with Lita at gmail.com and you can submit your story if you want advice on it again we're not licensed therapists but we've walked this walk if you just want me to share it if it's a hard story or a good story we can talk about it on air or if you just want to connect with me that is okay you can send me that email and i'm also on social media facebook status life with lita derek's not in his head because i took this from him i was gonna say that's (laughs) my line he usually likes to set it up (laughs) for me and say tell everybody how to find you i just went ahead because i know we're running short on time uh instagram status life with lita and all of the other status businesses have social media accounts you can find the shops at status status market and design which is the online store 
and that's you know getting a whole new facelift and we're getting ready to relaunch that uh there is still beautiful merchandise up there for sale but we'll talk about that um as we get ready to relaunch that in a couple weeks so there's a lot of status businesses this one is the most near and dear to my heart because this is me this is status that's right Lita. that's right so, yay tiffany thank also the you. one most near and dear to my heart too well, after three you. years yeah. not just six not months just six months <laughs> not just six months <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'll remember that you're funny well tiffany thank you thank Thank you you for being here today i I hope you'll join us as we wrap up this topic absolutely in a couple of weeks so i know you had a lot of more don'ts that you had added to the list that we didn't get to cover it that way (laughs) oh tiffany you're in charge of the don't list no (laughs) you came in for the show no i know i loved it thank you so much for having me we can add some dues to it too right there's no right or wrong wrong answer here and all this will be turned into a blog and put up so you can actually read through the list absolutely well thanks again tiffany thank uh, I'll, you so I'll much i'll interject that as well and, awesome and your perspective has as someone who's a product of divorce is also a, a new perspective that mm-hmm. we've not had before and that's great too well to i'm that. more than happy to share it with you guys excellent thank you all right well thank you so much again everyone for joining us on status life with lita presented by status home design the shops at status and the law office of derek m hayes don't forget that you can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Status Life with Lita. This program is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast on the Love Boat. <laughs> Until next time, for Lita Brooks, I'm Derek Hayes, and you've been listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. We don't-